Hollandale Market Talk podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Mike, let's talk about uh, this week's USDA report that uh, just came out uh, uh, on Tuesday. It was uh, a little bit for uh, for everybody. It wasn't necessarily as bearish as expected for corn, uh, but we'll get into that as far as bearish maybe not as bearish but it's still not uh, it's not pretty for the corn side of things and then uh, a mixed bag for uh, uh for beans so uh, let's start with the corn numbers and let's start with the old crop corn only an increase of 6 million bushels uh from last month when we were looking for about 125 million bushel increase what to, what are you seeing on that yeah you're just looking at some uh some increases in demand you've been seeing that for both new and old crop the usda came in here and they adjusted some of these uh areas for demand and uh bumped them up a little bit you've been seeing a little bit of china buying come in here recently uh and surprisingly enough on the new crop uh number they increased ethanol they really gave a pretty decent ethanol demand for this upcoming year even with what's going on so some of that was coming into the mix here but Still sitting around that two billion bushel carryout, a little bit over, uh, but really not too much. It was obviously mildly uh, bullish, but at this point we're still sitting here. Everyone's still in lockdown. You're still not using a ton of fuel, uh, so you're not going to be using a ton of ethanol. And trade at this point just seems like they're not really focused on old crop at this point. Right, and well, we're we're starting to hear that uh, some ethanol plants are coming back online. Um, they're starting to buy uh, uh, buy corn that wasn't previously contracted. Uh, they're starting to cook again. So now that we're seeing gas demand uh, increase and we're seeing uh, ethanol pr- production come back online and actually uh, increase again. Um, it's starting to look like there is a light at the end of the tunnel here. Now, old crop uh, uh, demand has been phenomenal. I mean, the China buying, the Mexico buying, that looks really good, and that's where uh, it offsets some of that, uh, some of that, lo- those losses from ethanol. But you know, we still have this issue of when you start to look at that. Well, it looks good in the short term, but you don't have a lot of market players right now. The volume has been way down. The, you know, everybody's a, a little bit risk averse right now. We're not seeing risk off. We're not seeing risk on. We're just kind of seeing things float back and forth. We've stayed in this uh, what, three twelve to three twenty three, three twenty four area on July corn for now what the three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very little volume, very little movement. Uh, it, originally, I was chalking it up to just trade, not having any clue about where this uh, new crop number was going to come in at. Because you look at the, when you look at the numbers beforehand and the estimates were anywhere from 2.6 to 4.3. So obviously with that wide range of estimates, a lot of people didn't know what to really expect on this report. And Mm -hmm. now that we actually got a number, it's equally confusing as to why we're still sitting here and really not doing too much of anything. You're sitting right around economic value for what the USDA gave us. And at this point, it seems to be chalked up to not knowing what Trump's going to say next. Mm-hmm. You had him this morning bring up the China trade deal and how 100 trade deals wouldn't make up for what's going on uh, from what's developed from the coronavirus. And, I mean, you just have this trade talk kicking right back up right after we got some data that we could we could trade. And you're just kind of sitting here. But 
Well, and the the other thing to think about is, you know, we planted this uh, this corn crop at a at a pretty substantial pace. I mean, sixty eight ish percent, uh, roughly, at this point. And from what I'm hearing from customers this week, they're getting after it because they they know they're getting rain in the tail end of the week. So we may be at uh, seventy five or eighty uh, percent pretty easily by the end of this week. And a lot of times when you plant plant fast, you plant a lot you plant extra acres. But the real key is we don't have any weather premium built into this market whatsoever. It's almost like everybody thinks this thing's going into the ground. Uh, yeah, we had some cold weather, but it didn't damage anything. And we're going to see this record or this uh, this big trend line yield uh, come through without a without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, there, there's absolutely nothing. It just we're still in that um, still in the doldrums. You're still sitting here thinking we got a large crop ahead of us. There's no way that whatever weather is coming for us is really going to hit it. Uh, you have just such a large number of acres being planted. You have just uncertainty throughout the world with it's still on lockdown. We don't know what's going on stateside between what are we going to be able to ease these lockdowns or are we keeping them going for the next potentially three months? Mm-hmm. So you just have so much unknown right now. And that's really playing into trade. You have just low volume. Yeah. No one wants to put their money on the table at this point, and you're just drifting. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just the grains. We need to make that clear to uh, to everybody listening too. I mean, you're seeing similar uh, uh, similar issues come across uh, the energies and and the equities too. Whereas, you know, typically you could see 500,000 contracts trade in the front month uh, crude, or you could see uh, a million and a half, uh, a million to a million and a half contracts trade in uh, like the S and P and uh, 350 to 500,000 in the uh, in the Dow. We're just not seeing those numbers here recently, and that's uh, that's playing all the way through uh, commodities. And you'll get a lot of people that start to talk about inflation uh, and how inflation is good for commodities, but you also have to have uh, you know some supply and demand uh, conversation into that uh, uh, for the inflation to really uh, kick in and, and help those commodities out. And we're just not uh, we're not seeing that uh, all the way through uh, the commodity space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just it goes right back to just people don't want to play. Yeah, yep, they taking their uh, taking their ball and going home, or they're just sitting on the sidelines and watching. So, uh, let's look at the uh, at the beans. Now, this was a little bit different. You had uh, you had a hundred million bushel increase on the uh, on the old crop beans. Uh, take us up to 580 million bushels. Uh, looks looks pretty bearish, and that was all basically in the. Uh, in the export uh, demand side of things. And then you actually were below es- estimations on new crop. You're sitting at 405. Uh, and if that's uh, the case, we have to basically uh, plant exactly what the USDA says and have pretty well the second or third largest yield we've ever had uh, to achieve that. Pretty hard mm-hmm. to think that we're going to be at 405 uh, at the end of the year. Uh, without uh, without a little help from Mother Nature uh, bringing us a big crop, um, we get a little bit of issues. We could uh, we could see that drop even further, or even better, we do get China come in and and really buy the heck out of things. Um, are we right to think uh, to think bullish here, Mike? I think you are. I mean, at this point, you have even though you have some poor rhetoric out of the Trump administration in regards to China, you do also have China allowing for more uh, import quotas. So they've been buying, not anything close to what uh, 
would be a phase one agreement amount, but they have been buying. And I mean, even if we don't get these numbers changed, and this is where we're sitting at this 405 and this 580, we're still well below economic value for the no beans. I mean, you're sitting mm-hmm. at 845 as of the close here today, and you got fair fair economic value up there in the 910 area. So at this point, you have to wonder what is keeping us so suppressed. It's is it just people don't want to like we've been talking about people just don't want to play which very well seems like it you didn't have any kind of huge volume yesterday on report day mm-hmm. um is it because you're just getting uh bean oil to leak lower is what's what's the thing at play right here because you have meal it's been absolutely sideways here for a while you have bean oil which is trickling lower here uh, you have beans that have really just been range bound here between the lower 830s and the higher 850s. And you got to think, what's, what's next? Is China going to keep buying? Or are we just slowing down everything and uh, we're just going to be range bound here for as long as we're in quarantine? Or, or what's what's the problem here? Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I think the, the biggest thing uh, right now is, is the impatience uh, waiting for uh, China to come in and buy it. But the other, the other side of the coin is just like you mentioned before is with the president, the rhetoric that he's kind of throwing out there about, uh, you know, the possibility of uh, throwing out this, uh, this trade deal, that is a real threat. And that takes us right back to where we were at, uh, you know, in the last two years, we're just at a lower price, so mm-hmm. we're you know we're already knocking on the door of of eight dollars and maybe even seeing a seven in front of things, uh, but cash values uh, definitely would uh, would be below seven in a lot of areas. So you're or not below seven, but below eight. So you're you're in a bad way already. Um, if he were to tear that up, I think that's uh, that's the end of it for this year for for beans. Even if carryout is you know sub four hundred, you're going to have a hard time. Um, making that uh, making that case for higher prices. Now, Mike, let's uh, shift gears a little bit here. We're pretty bearish on wheat. Um, looking at the old old crop uh, ending stocks for uh, for wheat, they did increase slightly, um, nothing huge. Um, but I would say the thing to to look at here is we were way above the expectations for new crop. What's your take there? Uh Greg, you were cutting out there a little bit. Can you repeat what you've been saying about wheat? Yeah, I, I said it was no no secret that you and I were uh, you and I were were bearish on on wheat, and we have been bearish on wheat for a while. Um, no major change to the old crop uh, wheat stocks, but the new crop they actually missed by uh, quite a bit. We were looking at uh, 818 million bushels for new crop ending stocks, uh, but they came in at about 909. Um, what's your take on that? Are, is this a market where we're going to have to stay uh, fairly bearish uh, moving forward into, you know, maybe the end of the year and early next year? Yeah, I'd be probably I'd be looking at being bearish here. I mean, you've you've taken out some key support levels, whether you're looking at the the fundamental side where we did add uh, more than expected here for the new crop. Or if you're looking at the technical side where you broke the 200 move, day moving average for the uh, KC contract. Yeah, are breaking out of the recent sideways trend, which is lower uh, as well here for the Chicago contract. And you just don't have a lot of support underneath you below where we're sitting at. And you had 
a nice shaven top on this bar, which means that you didn't have any kind of buying come in this market. Uh, and you finished pretty close to the low here for the uh, wheat market. So it's not a great sign. You got a potential decent side, decent looking double top in, in place here. And you very well could see this continue just to leak lower. You had, I think I saw here, uh, Texas planting 21% more uh, or something about the production being up 21% from last year. So you got areas where you are getting wheat. You got uh, just difficult to get the wheat out. Uh, you have, uh, I think Algeria has been picking up, if I recall, French wheat. Um, mm -hmm. So you just don't have an overly bullish picture at this time. You have everyone planting wheat, you have everyone growing wheat, and we're just not overly competitive, which is why you've been seeing the U.S. planted acres go down year after year because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to continue to compete with the whole world when it costs us so much to get it chipped out. Yeah, well, and and even with the uh, the recent cold snap that we had, that's not uh, pushing the uh, the market higher because I think everybody kind of looks at that and says, well, you know, it was only in a limited area; it didn't really put a, a too much of a damper on on the crop that's out there. Yes, there is going to be some damage, but it's not uh, it's not going to take the top off of uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of the crop out there in in the better part of Kansas, Oklahoma, and then you know, obviously across the uh, the eastern wheat belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it just at this point, you got a lot of wheat, you got a lot of production across the world, and you just don't have a lot of want at this point to be long wheat. I mean, nothing's really pointing you say, all right, let's get overly bowled up at this point. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up for uh, for this week. Uh, next week, we'll see uh, uh, see where we go. Maybe we have something uh, exciting uh, to talk about. You know, it's been uh, it's been rough these uh, these low volume uh, days and weeks. Uh, give us uh, they don't give us a lot, and we've seen the volatility uh, kind of come out of these markets. So we'll have to see if uh, hopefully we uh, we find something to get excited about. Hopefully, it's uh, it's either weather or uh, it's it's more trade out of uh, out of China. So. Um, you can reach me at uh, 815-578-6165 or gmcbride at allendale-inc.com. What about you, Mike? To ask me about any questions regards to these technicals or anything, please give me a call at 815-578-6177 or mlung, that's L-U-N-G, at allendale-inc.com. But this week for Allendale Market Talk, Mike Lung, Greg McBride, signing off. You guys have a great one. Thank you.